promoting mental health and harmony live from No Show and Grow Festival, Sunshine Heights Primary School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Sunshine Heights live on Brimbank Live. Welcome everyone. Live from No Show Grow Festival at Sunshine Heights Primary School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Sunshine Heights live on Brimbank Live. My name is Emily and my co-hosts today are Cooper, Zayam, Luke and Michael. Our special guest today is Sally Rippon, a children's author. Hi Sally, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Where do you get your inspiration for your writing and art? Oh, that's an excellent question to start with. Well, inspiration comes from everywhere. And in fact, you just get very good at looking for it. I think the best way to think about looking for inspiration for art is to walk through the world with your eyes open as if you're seeing everything for the first time, to have your ears open and your eyes open. And it's a little bit like if we go to a new place, we feel very inspired to write stories about it or to draw or to take photographs. Well, I think the key to being always inspired to read and write and draw is to feel like that in the lives. So every street you go down, even if it's the same one you go down every day, to look at it, at it for the first time. I think it's the best way to do it. Thank you. Hi, Sally. This is Luke. When and how do you start writing? Did you start writing? That's a good book. I think I was probably about your age, I have to say. Um, I think you're in grade five or grade six. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's a very good time to start. I was probably even younger than you. I've always drawn and I've always made my own books just by stapling bits of paper together. And so really, I just never, because it's always something I'd love to do. And once I was, school, I was lucky that I had some really great English teachers and art teachers that kept um, I guess, inspiring me to keep on with it. And then I just kept making books for myself and my little sisters and kids that I would babysit until eventually I wrote a book that a friend who was a librarian said, you know, I reckon you should try and get that book published. And that's pretty how much how much I started. So, you know, it's like if you think about your favourite thing to do and you got to do it all day, every day, you just want to do it all the time. So I've just done it for as long as I can remember and I feel so lucky that I do this for my job now. Thanks. Hi, Sally. I'm Cooper. Um, Tell us about your first book and is there anything you would do differently now? Good question, Cooper. Thank you. Well, aside from all the books that I wrote and illustrated when I was growing up, there were probably dozens and dozens of those that I made on my kitchen table. The very first one that I had published is a book called Speak Chinese Fun Fun. And that was published way back in 1996. And the reason I wrote that story is because I had just come back from studying Chinese painting in China. So I could speak very good Mandarin by the time I got back to Australia. So I started by tutoring some Chinese Australian kids, just helping them with their homework, because if there were some things they couldn't understand, I could speak to them in Chinese. And one of the students, her name was Fun Fun. And so she was very inspiring to get very cross about having to do all this extra homework at home and also about having to practice her Chinese at home. And I'd say, you know, it's really good to speak in language. You know, your parents are wanting you to practice because they don't want you to lose it. But she couldn't understand why that was so important. So I made it into a book for her. I wrote her story down and drew the pictures. And that was a book that my friend, the librarian, said, look, I think you'd like to read that story too. So that's the very first one that I had published that I wrote and illustrated. And I was lucky that it won an award because then it meant that I got lots more writing and illustrating work after that. 
That was my very first one a long time ago, five years ago. Thanks. Hi, Sally. My name is Zane. What is your favourite book and why? It's really hard to choose, Zane, because they're all very special to me for very different reasons. I think the Billy B. Brown series is by far my most popular book. That's probably the series that most kids around the world have responded to. I think personally, I really, really love a series called the Polly and Buster series. So Polly is a witch who struggles with reading and Buster is her best friend who's a monster. And in this world that they've grown up in, apparently witches and monsters aren't supposed to mix, but they're next door neighbours and they really get along really well. They've been best friends since they were little. So they decide they're going to get go out and change that because they believe that friends should be all kinds of, all your friends should come from all different kinds of places and your friends might look different to you, but there's no reason why that should stop you being friends. So that's three books that I wrote about Polly and Buster. And I think they're my favourite because all the things that matter to me, I put into those books, like things like treating people with kindness and fairness and not judging people differently because they might look different to you. So those are my favourite books, I think. Thank you. Hi, my name is Michael. And uh, what do you do in your spare time? Ah, good question, Michael. It's funny because I love my job so much. I'm just really doing it all the time. So I'm always thinking of stories and, and drawing pictures. But I guess in my spare time, I like to hang out with my friends and my kids. Um, I also really love nature. So as much as I can, I try to drive out of the city and walk among the trees. And um, that keeps me feeling really happy and also really healthy as well. So I think walking in nature is the thing that I would do if I ever have a good free day ahead of me. Thank you. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunshine Heights Live on Brimbank Live. Live from the No Show Grove Festival at Sunshine Heights Primary School in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Emily and my co-hosts today are Cooper, Zayam and Luke. Cooper, Zayam, Luke and Michael. Um, sorry. And my last question is, what, what is your favourite like medium of art? Like, ah, that's an excellent question. Favourite medium, I think, would probably just... I know that sounds so boring, but really I would not start a single drawing without just a beautiful lead pencil and some beautiful paper because I think sometimes if we just have ideas that come into our heads really quickly, we really have to get them down. And so I think I always have a pencil and a notebook on me so I can get those ideas down. And then once I've got the ideas down, then I can decide if I want to use collage or painting or charcoal, but really just to get the freshness of the feeling of the idea down. It's nothing goes past the good old pencil. Thank you. Hi, Sally. If you could be a character in any book, what character would you be? Ah, that's an excellent question. I think probably my all-time favourite picture book is Max from Where the Wild Things Are, and I always think that would be amazing to go off into a land like that with the wild things. But really, when I was young, I used to think that he was literally getting into a boat and, and floating off in and out through days and in and out of weeks to go and visit this magical island. But now when I look at the book as an adult, I'm wondering more if it's not just that he has an amazing imagination. So even though he's been sent to his room for being naughty, he's not trapped by that space at all. He can just lie on his bed and go into these incredible worlds. So I think... Probably Max from Where the Wild Things Are is an inspiration for really having an active imagination because it can take you anywhere you want to go.
What is the most meaningful book you have ever written? Hmm, most meaningful. I think I probably have to come back to Polly and Buster again because even though when you first read it, it might look like a simple story about a friendship between a witch and a monster, what I is for older readers like yourself is if you picked up the book and read it you might actually notice there are some historical things in there so there's all throughout history there have been groups of people that have treated each other badly because they have they believe in different things or they dress differently or they worship different gods and so uh, for example when I first started writing this story it was very much based on my youngest son's godfather Valanga Koza who's a South African musician and storyteller. And he grew up in South Africa in a time where blacks and whites weren't allowed on the same buses, they weren't allowed in the same schools. And it was a really horrible time. And he left South Africa South Africa because of this. I'm <laughs> and um, so he now comes to Australia. He's come to Australia and he talks to kids about how unfair that is to treat people differently because of the culture they're born into. But these stories happen again and again and our history. So instead of writing a story about potentially growing up in South Africa or about a black child and a white child wanting to be friends, I decided if I worry about a witch and a monster, then we could see how those kind of things can happen with all groups that are different to each other. So I think that's the most meaningful one for me because I hope that older readers like yourself might recognise things that are going on in our world throughout our history, but even today as well. Who is your favourite author? Hmm, my favourite author? Um, it's really hard to choose one. I love, I do read a lot of children's books. I do love children's books. I love a lot of adult writers as well. But I guess I'll go back to Maurice Sendak from Where the Wild Things Are because he's so clever. Not only does he write such a beautiful story with so few words, but he's also an incredible illustrator. Thank you. Do you have a process in do you have a process a what do you have a process you follow in your writing and say what is it? Yeah, I think um I think the main thing is just to make sure that I never let an idea go. So I always have a notebook on me and I always make sure just it's a scrappy cheap notebook. It's never a fancy I don't have to worry about it being my best writing. But I always have a notebook and any time an idea comes through my head, I jot it down because you can lose those ideas as quickly as they come through. So I think the process is to make sure that your first draft or the notes in your notebook are just as rough and as free and as you want that you don't worry about sitting down and writing a finished story straight away because otherwise we can all get a bit blocked we can think oh this isn't my best writing or you know this story is not working but if we're just thinking I'm just having some fun with some ideas or just playing around with words that's where the real gold comes from and so I always make sure that I have a scrappy notebook just to play around with ideas and then when I look through it if I'm looking for ideas for a full story often lots of things jump out from the pages so I always start with the notebook and then even when I'm writing my first drafts on the computer, I remind myself, this is just play. I'm just feeling my way into the story, but it's not the finished piece. I've got lots of time to work on that. And that helps it all come quite freely and fluid. Thank you. That's all we have time for today. Live from No Showgrove Festival at Sunshine Hats Primary School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Sunshine Hats Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Emily and my co-hosts today were Cooper, 
Zayam, Luke and Michael. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Across our neighbourhood and ac across the world, you're listening to Shenzhen Heights Live on Brimac Live.